G'day everybody, it's Peps from the Lace Out Podcast and you're listening to A Yank on the Footy, the single greatest AFL podcast outside of my own that you could ever tune into and enjoy our chat about the Melbourne Football Club for 2022. Now in its third year, it's A Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 138 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am so thrilled that you are listening. In this episode, we continue our 2022 AFL preview, and I had the pleasure of sitting down to talk with somebody who's been a friend of the podcast, and he is one of the co-hosts of the Lace Out podcast, and I'm talking about Chris Peps Pepper. And Peps is going to be joining the podcast to talk about the reigning premieres, his beloved Melbourne Demons. Peps is an absolutely great bloke and just a joy to talk to and is just passionate about the game of footy. And he has fun talking about it with his co-host. And it's just, it's it's a great show. If you're not listening to it, they do a fantastic job. You can check them out live on YouTube each week during the course of the season. It's just a, a, a nice situation that they do. But hey, folks, remember that you can find everything related to this podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll consider checking it out. Oh, by the way, Peps, I figure I'll go ahead and make it official here. Uh, you know, I, I do have one of your stickers on the back of my van for your podcast, and I have another one on my laptop. But you've designed a really sharp-looking new logo, and... I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, is one of those going to be in the mail for me here pretty soon? Just curious. So, uh, getting back to the the show there, folks, I do hope you'll consider checking out my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can leave me a voicemail there. You can get on my mailing list, and if you get on the mailing list, and I hope you'll consider doing that, when new episodes come out, that's where they go first. I publish the episode. The host will send out a basic hey here's a new episode out to social media sites but other than that that episode goes into an email from me within about five minutes of when it's uh, published so it's in your inbox as soon as it's out so it's ready to go for you fresh out of the podcast oven you can also leave me uh messages there you can uh sign up to be a guest on the register a guest button there as well now if you like the show and you uh want to consider helping me out you can click in the bottom left hand corner there at the buy me a coffee button and if you're interested in any of the podcast gear you can check out my Redbubble page up in the top of the uh dock as well and i do hope that you enjoy my chat with chris pepper as the defending premieres i actually sat down with another mad d supporter to continue peeling back the preview onion of the melbourne football club and all right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest this episode is the co-host, along with J-Dog, of the Lace Out podcast, which I proudly have one of their stickers on the back of my van. Yes. I think I can safely say he is also the best dancer that the Melbourne Demon supporter base has to offer. I'd like to welcome Chris Peps Pepper to the podcast. Chris, thanks for coming on today, man. Mate, I am pumped on it. When you reached out to me uh, a couple of weeks ago to say I want to do a Melbourne a Melbourne uh, preseason or season preview, I was... Uh-huh. I was a little bit chuffed because it's been a while since we first spoke. When I interviewed you a couple of years ago now. And yep. So just to, just to have this type of environment to chat again uh, is awesome. But I'm normally reaching out to people to do pre-season interviews and I'm normally in your seat. Yes, so to yes. be on the other end, uh, I'm a little bit nervy today. So, uh, But I'm looking forward to talking about something that's really passionate to me, which is the greatest game in the world, AFL football. But my Absolutely. Football club, Absolutely. Uh, especially after you, last year. So my first question for you. Yeah. Have you, have you had a chance to touch the cup yet? Oh, I haven't had a chance. And it's just for a number of reasons. COVID kicked in. Yeah. Um, planning on going down. It was during work times. And it's just been hard to sort of organize a time to get down there. But eventually I will. And I want to take my daughter. So I could have gone by myself if I wanted to. But mm-hmm. my daughter and I tend to go to games a fair bit. So I want to take her down there. And I want to have a photo of the both of us together. But mum and dad got it. Um, friends of the family have got it as well too. So they've been able to, to, to touch, yeah. touch the silverware, but there I think, go. um, I think we'll eventually get there. We'll 
forward. Good deal. I've got, Good deal. I've got, right. We've got the next four, so I might as well. I, there's no need. I can just wait. Well, we can just go ahead and inter- end the interview right now. Then, if <laughs> no, no. there we go. Hey, thanks for no, coming no, on today. No, you, did, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. We'll, we'll save it. And, and I have some theories why, but yeah, I'm being a bit well, facetious. So I'm excited. What has this summer been like being a supporter of a premiership club? Because that's the first time this has happened in your lifetime. Uh, I don't know, but it's kind of weird that we get people saying, "Don't you want to? Aren't you over it yet? Like, have you finished watching the grand final? Do you still watch it?" And I'm like, oh, "Hold on a second. So I'm 46." I had to wait 45 years to see a premiership. Mm-hmm. No. I've got a for everything that it's worth. And every Melbourne supporter is like that. Just when you have, you might have a bad day at work. Uh, you're, just, you're just feeling flat and you just need something to pump you up. You just fast forward the video to 19 minutes into the third quarter. Yes. When um, Harmsy gets the, uh, the bounce out because uh, Bailey Smith, who had, light, who had ice in his veins, spills it straight over to Fritchie. <laughs> and then you just know, here we go, ladies and yep. gentlemen, strap yourselves in because you're going to see 107 points in the next 45 minutes. Yeah. There's nothing better. Well, I, and I actually, I had a da- I had a down day in one of my classes where we watched, uh, we, we, we started the game at halftime and, yep. I, I, and it was a close game. And I told them, I said, I'm just going to let you know right now, this is what the final score is going to be. And they were like, you're kidding me. And I said, no, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, and this is the thing about that game as well, even up to that point, they say oh, it was a blowout and you look at the final score. It is a cracker of a game. Yes, it was. I would say three-quarter time, and then yeah. we know what happened after that. But it was a cracker of a game for the simple fact that I, I would admit at, at halftime I was feeling flat because of, of what happened. And then they got mm-hmm. the first couple of goals, and then I was like, all right. And my wife's saying, Be, just show some faith. I'm getting text messages from my friends. Show some faith. You know, you've got this. And I'm like, but I can't see it. And when you go back and watch it a couple of times, you could see that they just needed that. They just needed the, the straw to break the camel back. They needed right, that right. goal to give them the confidence. And we saw what happened once they did. They just went bang, bang, bang. Well, but it, it a, was a belter of a game. It's you know, great. Even, at, even the prelim as well. Like, that's another game. I know that was against your mob, but I don't want to harp on about that. That's okay. That's, you it watch is, that yeah. third quarter where Gorney yep. goes berserk. Like, and you're I'm not going to see too many games where it happens two weeks in a row. I am still – nobody's going to convince me that there is not more than one max going on the ground <laughs> at a time. There, nobody's going to convince me of that. I'm sure there's at least two. Oh, he's, he, he was a freak. Like, yeah. when, he, when he took over from um, Jones and Viney as captain, I know there was a – you know, is it going to be – Going to be issues within the club. Is it going to fracture the group rather than bring it together? But I think he's been—I think he's been perfect. And, I th- and just the way that he came out after all the Goodwin stuff that's been happening in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you saw the tw- uh, saw the the tweet or the Instagram post where there's Goodwin at a wedding at the Sorrento Hotel on the bar where all the issues apparently were happening where he was having beers with. He's going to stick by this guy, and he, and he's been perfect. He, he leads from the front. Um, and he showed that through the final series as well too. So, I think I think we're in a really good spot having him there. Um, yeah. And then Viney, just having him as uh, the vice captain, like he's just a hard nut. Like, right. Every right. club, but every club needs one. And so, so we're in a really good spot from there. So what's what's the most bizarre premiership souvenir you've picked up? Oh Jesus! <laughs> well, I've got behind me. <laughs> well, I've got four. I've got four framed pictures behind me. So uh-huh. I've got I've got a couple of the limited edition foil ones and the, the people in, in in australia would know this and if, if if this ever goes to air from a video perspective i've got the not good old we, the, the weg one now the weg the weg one is my, one of my favorites because weg used to do all the premiership photo, uh, premiership drawings oh crikey oh, i'd have to say 50 60. i mean i've seen lots done, of those yes yeah lots of those but he passed away but that okay. was an old one from um i think it might have been the melbourne 66 okay grand final and they re-released it okay but with the 2021 so i'm a big fan, fan of that one um i've got another one where it was drawn by a melbourne supporter you can't see it but it's a it's a demon one which looks kind of kind of rad and i'll show you that one later on okay so um but I, I bought the petrarca the norm smith petrarca one which my wife didn't know about until it was on the wall <laughs> um but it's just little things like it's um whether it's uh Books, whether it's uh, posters, whether it's um, stubby holders, yep, yeah, everything. Jumpers, I've got about two jumpers. I've got another jumper. To, yeah, so it's, it's just all. It's not the strangest thing, but it's it's all the things. And I and it's like, haven't you once again? Haven't you got enough? No, I haven't got enough. Yeah. My, yeah. The only issue that I have is is that all these posters on the wall are going to have to go up 
when this year's line of posters gets introduced when we go back to play. There you go. Yeah, that's uh, well, I and you know, I have to admit, one of the questions I've been asking everyone else, and yep. I'll be completely forthright on this, is that uh, the question I'm asking is, can anybody stop Melbourne? Yeah, I think they can. I, and I, I, there's, there's two parts to this. So there's from a, uh, I think Melbourne can stop Melbourne. And I, when I say when Melbourne stop Melbourne from a more of a mental perspective, mm-hmm. that old premiership hangover, have they celebrated too much, et cetera. Well, I don't think that that's actually going to occur. Um, there's been, there's been reports that when they had their first pre-season training this year, after the Christmas break, et cetera, 14 or 15 players set PBs for um, time trials. Okay, that's good. When they got back. That's good. You've got, got that many players that were stiff to miss out that that want a taste of that. Tomlinson, Hunt, Smith. Uh, they're just three to name off the top of my head. Uh, you got Luke Dunstan, who's joined us this year. Now, he could have gone anywhere. He, he was at one stage saying, if I don't go, I just want to leave St Kilda. I've had enough of this mm-hmm. place. To get him on board as a backup from a guy who polled the second most votes for, in the Brownlow for St Kilda last year, you got him just to help out. Like help out. Um, when you've got so much growth in players like Jackson, Rivers, uh, Ben Brown's going to have a full pre-season for the first mm-hmm. time in a long time. Uh you still got May. You've still got Lever down there. Salem's getting into his prime. Gorn is going to have, like I said, Jackson floating off him. Cozzy's going to have another. I think from a playing perspective, it's going to be tough if they play. If they, if they hit their peak like they did. Right, right. Like last year, it's going to be tough. I will, I, the teams that I do see maybe causing a bit of causing a bit of drama, I would say the Western Bulldogs, for, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I think they're very similar. Yeah, they yeah. just need where they fell apart last year, which was which didn't was when Bruce went down. Now that's going to be a hard. If they can get somebody to fill Bruce's boots whilst he's out. Mm-hmm. So whether that's Hugo Hagen or, or somebody else stepping up, that's going to that's going to help them out immensely because I just think there's too much pressure on North to be able to hold that key post down, and they probably need a couple of extra. Um, sort of half forwards to kick more goals because that was one of in, my, in our preview last year. I actually said if, if Waitman, Norton and the Bont don't kick 10 goals between them, they're mm-hmm. not going to win. And it didn't happen because I just think they relied on those guys too much. Right, right. They didn't have a big enough spread. So I'm looking at teams who've got more of a spread of goal kickers. That's Port Adelaide, but I still think yeah. they're a little bit susceptible. Um, and Geelong's the interesting one. On their day, they can beat anyone. I know we keep saying it, that aging list, you have to fall off the cliff eventually. Every team has. I had somebody mention, and, I, and I've said this in a couple of other episodes, um, that referred to the Cats as a pyramid scheme. Yeah. And in, in many ways, that I think that was, that was kind of accurate, you know, and they, they keep, you know, they keep paying off in the, in the now you know, and compensating for, for the future. And maybe they're going to run into a spot where that does come back and bite them on the ass, but it hasn't quite yet. Um, yeah. And I, the, look, I said, they've, they've got, if you look at the names across the board, mm-hmm. awesome. You know, they bring in Segler, but then they get rid of a couple of younger kids as well too. It just, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, the, the thing that you can't avoid is, is time. And there's going to be a point when in your football career, and it might happen overnight, where you're you're going at 100, percent but your next 100 percent isn't everybody right. else's. Right. You just hit that slow that slow button. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. One team I'm actually a little bit excited for, and I, I hate to say this, is Essendon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still think they've got their issues up forward, but they've got a nice back one. Their midfield bats really deep. Apparently they're. They're using the Melbourne methodology of getting contests around the ball as many people as you possibly can and burst it out from there. Um, I went and watched them live against us last year and I had to leave the ground. The only game I've ever had to leave because I was just too nervous. Because if there's any team I don't want to be beaten by, it's Essendon. <laughs> um, if you know Essendon supporters, they can really be annoying. But outside of that, I think there's, I think they're in a really good position. They're, they're in a really good position to, to go back to back. And I, think, I don't think that they won one early. Like you could have seen this over the last number of years. That's that a great just, point. Yeah, I don't think they won one early, but they've 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 been building, and the players that they've got are not at the tail end of their career. Mm-hmm. They're not at the bottom end of their career. They're in the sweet spot. Right, right. You know, Petrarca, Oliver. Yeah. I know Jackson's young, but he he's, he plays better than him. Viney. You got Fritch down there. 
even someone like Tom McDonald, like he's he's 28, 29. Like that's still young for for a forward. And he was playing great footy until he, he buggered up his back and had to, and then was almost taking, not taking a spot, but being almost a bit of a decoy for those last few weeks. Yeah. For Fritch, for Brown. Um, and your key pillars down back, like, you know, you've got main lever, like I said, Petty goes down, like he stepped up beautifully in that final series when Tomlinson went down, Tomlinson's back, he can slot straight in. So I think that they've, they've not just got players on the park, but they've got depth, really nice depth as well. Yeah, too. And, and, and I'm excited you know, about it. As you mentioned, you know, with, uh, you know, Luke Dunstan being the only player that they brought in that, that was from somebody else's list. I mean, this, this is a side that did not have a whole lot of spots really open. No. Because, and you know, we, no, we didn't. Yeah. And the, the core of the group is signed up. There's only two people that need to sign the longer term, which is Jackson and which is Oliver. And I think that those two will, will, will oh, they'd be definitely want to stay. Why would you want to go anywhere else? The only, the only reason you would want to go is for money, but don't you play football to, to win flags? I know that they've both got one, but well, a that, one time, that, that's, one that's time Australia. Premiership. That that yeah. may, that you could argue that that might be different here in the states, but in Australia that may very well be the case because yeah. here, well, some players chase the money. Different. Yeah, well, our yeah. salary caps are different. No, like, no, absolutely, no, absolutely. Cap, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm so disgusted by Major League Baseball. Yeah, I, I, it just, I know, and we've spoken about that before. How yeah. the salary caps have taken over the game, but when you've got, you know, it's good to be a one-time Premiership player, but you know, it's better than being a Premiership player, two-time Premiership, player. <laughs> three-time. Like yeah. they always they always introduce Luke Hodge, four time Premiership player, uh, five time five uh, five day five night Dermot Brereton. Like yeah, that's that's what you want to be known for is is flags and not just create. And I think this club wants to create a dynasty. They know how long it took to get to where they were last year. Mm-hmm. They know what the position that they're in. They they want to be seen. They want to be seen like a Brisbane. They want to be seen as a Geelong. They want to be seen as a Richmond. They want to be seen as as a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and they've got the stuff in place. We had to many, that. many, and we have, and we have, we had to wait a long time. Yeah, put up with a lot of crap over years, but to be in this position, it's it's really exciting. It is really exciting for us because um, we don't know normally how to handle it. <laughs> we don't know how to handle it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, it is a, it's a club that does not have a lot of flaws, you know, at all. I mean, and it and you know, I I think that you know the other 17 clubs are going to kind of have to just, you know, look in the mirror and go, we're going to, we're going to have to be on our absolute best when we face them. You know, the best thing about it though, uh, Craig, is that the whole way that they did it, they did it organically. And what I mean by organically is you look at a lot of the players that they, that, that, that dominated last year and I'll reel off five. So Jackson draft, Oliver draft, Petrarca draft, um, Christian Salem, draft. Trent Rivers, draft. Cozzy. Th- these are all players that they've brought in and they've mm-hmm. matured. They know, all right, the coach The coach was the guy that we wanted, but he needed some support around him. And they reckon the biggest thing that came, the two big things that came into the club were Choco Williams, and he lifted their skill level, skill level from a kicking perspective through the roof. Like Melbourne would turn over City when it came to kicking the ball. If you remember, they used to get ball after ball into the 50, but couldn't hit a target. They couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. They were that bad. <laughs> and then they brought in Uze, who, from a midfield perspective, showed them, yes, you can get the ball, but now what do you do with it? And right, how do right. you transition? And so bringing those two in was massive. If you have a look also, they picked up Brown for a, 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 packet, of, a packet of lifesavers. They got mm-hmm. him for virtually nothing and turned him around into a premiership player. And he's sitting back going, how good is this? They got rid of Jesse Hogan. And Jack Watts, and from those two from those two picks, they bring in Bailey Fritch. We know what he did last year. Yes. and Stephen May. Yeah. Yes, they paid they paid overs for Jake Lever. He did his knee, and early days were a bit worried about that. But now you look back at it and go, they've done a lot of it from an organic perspective, and they've yep. gone out for players and they've built it up. And I think that's the difference between what Melbourne have done, and I look at a club like maybe St Kilda, where they've gone to attract a lot of those players mm-hmm. and bring them in. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. And so I think you have to look at that model of, yes, you can get the players to to fill the spots that you need or build them around, but don't make them the nucleus. You need you need to have that group because tell what, I've got mates I played footy with for, for 20 years. They're still mm-hmm. my best mates because we played together. That's what right, it's all about. Right. 
they've got that. They just they're playing for each other at the moment, and they know how. They know they're on the, the brink of really something special. Yeah, and it, you know, and looking at the at the the fixture for the D's this year, you you know, you've got you've got you know six really tough double up games with Brisbane and the Bulldogs and Port Adelaide, but then you've got you know you got Fremantle and you got Collingwood as well that yeah. you're playing twice. And at Fremantle, maybe this year they figure things out a little bit. You know, it's the potential's there with that with that side. I always look at a draw and early days, you can go, oh, crikey, we're in trouble. And you know what? When you win the flag, you, mm-hmm. you, you have to have that toughest draw. Right, and that's right. What, and that's what the best thing was when we played in 2020. We played the 17 games. It was the best thing ever because it was once. It's right, like the, right. It's, like the, it's, it's almost like the NFL perspective. You play 16 games, Every game really means something. Yeah, yeah. Because it's even. Here, it's like, nah, it's, you, if, you get, if you get two games, as an example, if you get two games again against the Suns, and I'm just picking them out as, a, as a, an, an example, it's two wins. It's two wins. With so you've good got reason. an extra win. Yeah, with good reason. <laughs> or, or Carlton, or North over the last number of years. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne probably this year, because they've been no good. Melbourne for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. No good. You got two wins there. You get an extra win. So I think it's you know when you if you want to play if you want to play finals and really test yourself, you've got to have you know the games against the tough teams. It makes sense. Yeah. But like I said, you have like Brisbane with Hipwood go down. That has a big chink in their armor. Right. Right. Okay? Yes, we've had to play the Bulldogs twice, but they're not. They haven't got a, a Eugle Hagen up front. That's going to make it tough for them. So yeah, it's the draw is a draw. You can't do anything about that. Good I think point. it's what you do on the it's what you do on the day, which is mm-hmm. which is the big thing. And, and I think that from a mental perspective, they're in a, a lot better position than they would have been over the last hundred years. And I think where I think Melbourne Melbourne used to be scared by that, and I'm saying supporters used to be scared by that. Mm-hmm. They were excited to see. Okay, let, let's let's see what the other teams are going to bring to us. Right? Yeah, because you you guys you guys are the target now. Yeah, it's, we're, uh, we're the target. You hear yeah. you hear the contested be spread from the contest, um, open forward lines, run into it. That sounds a little bit familiar with what we did and probably what Richmond did. So we're the, we're the two hunter teams because of what's happened over the last number of years. Right, right. So who have you got? Uh, who have you got? And I, I think based upon what you've mentioned there, we might have an idea here. But who have you got your top four this year? Uh, I think the top four will be the same top four as last year. So okay. I think it'll be. I didn't. Look, I'll be honest. Last year, I picked Melbourne to finish eighth, and that was me being a Melbourne supporter because I know when I was doing it with Jamie last year, I wasn't too sure on what we're to expect. Right. And even going deep into the season, I still, the lid's on, the lid's on, the lid's on. The lid is still on to a degree because yes, we need to see it a bit more, but I don't think the top four is going to change. Um, so I, I do think the top four is going to be, actually, sorry, I will make one, one amendment, sorry. So I think in no, no particular order, it'll be Melbourne, Brisbane, Port Adelaide, and I will put Western Bulldogs in here. I think Geelong will drop out. Uh, just from the, from the age profile Makes that's sense. the only Makes thing that, that's the only thing that i can see um but if there was a top five i reckon that would be there. so i don't think there's going to be much of a change there if you have a look at the teams that were out of it gws mm, i don't think they can climb into the top four i just think there's just something just once again it's like a ferrari yeah. running on four cylinders at the moment there's something <laughs> it's not right it's not right something something they've been tuning it and they've been tuning it and they just can't yeah. figure out where where the gremlin is um essendon we know with this, and I, I still, I think they will win a final this year. Yes, I will say. Um, and Sydney being the other one, they're an inter- they're an interesting one as well too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, haven't worked out Sydney yet. They're, they're the anomaly. They keep right, saying so. that they they they're going to be a big challenger, but I, I they might something. be. Yeah, but I mean yeah. that's a, yeah. Other than Buddy, that's a fairly young side as well. I mean it's uh, yeah. So. So do you think Richmond finds their way back into the eight this year if everybody's healthy? Um, no. Okay. I don't think they do. They've got a bit of an aging profile. Like they're still they're still using um, Rewalt as a key four, like one of their key fours. Now he's mm-hmm. getting older, as as we've said. The midfield's getting a little bit is, is getting older as well too. Even right, the, right. even the defense is getting a little bit older. Yeah, they've picked up a lot of young kids, but we know there is that. There is that transition period. Mm-hmm. I know injuries, but some teams can cop injuries and cope with them because of the depth that they've got. Richmond, I think if they cop a couple of injuries, it's not with that they have got players, but the players just aren't at that level to compensate the loss that, that goes out. And they've lost 
They've lost uh, Coleman Jones and Mobley Short. I keep getting mm-hmm. his name. Yeah, on. he went to Gold so, Coast. Yeah, so they've lost those two, yeah. which were potentially two forward options that they had. Right, right. So if either or, and Lynch wasn't too flash last year either. So if either of those two goes down, I just once again I don't know how they score. Yeah, that's true. And once again, Dusty can be Dusty probably behind Gary Ablett Jr. The one of the best players I've I've seen. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's getting another year older as well too. So you, right, you, right. That that load gets a little bit heavier on the shoulders. So. Well, and especially you know you you wonder you know. I hope he comes back healthy and then he's able to, you know, compete at the highest oh. level possible. But you know, what he, what he dealt with last year was, was tough for anybody, let alone somebody that, that, that plays as physical a game as he does. And it's not just the on-field stuff. We've, you know, we've obviously had the news with the off-field yeah, with his father with passing. passing away. Yeah, that, yep. that, that sits because if, if you're, if you're doing something for yourself, but you're also doing it for your family, et cetera, mm-hmm. when that element's not there, it's like, well, sometimes it can be, well, why? But the whole why might come in, and, and I could be over over exaggerating that a little bit. But I just hope he comes back because yeah. there's nothing better than watching Dusty with a fend off from fifty. Yep. Like that—that's why we play for you. I don't care which team you barrack for. That's why we go to games it's because we want to watch the superstars. Mm-hmm. We just want to watch. We just want to watch the the, the, the game in its purity. Um, but yeah. Richmond have had their time. They've they got three out of four. That was stiff. They got Mason Coxed in one final. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to bring that up because I think it's funny. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go traditional spot of nine. There you go. There you go. That's uh. So you know, looking back at your, you know, your forty plus years as being a D mm-hmm. supporter, what what is your earliest memory of the club? What's the thing that you remember from the youngest point in your life? Uh, I think the two biggest things was going to Victoria Park and getting my first Melbourne flag with my dad and my brother. So okay. I reckon I would have been, I reckon I would have been, I reckon I would have been seven. He would have been maybe four. We went down to Victoria Park to watch a game. And went, so we're talking early, early 80s. But I think the highlight of me, like I'm a, I'm a Melbourne guy. My, the highlight of Melbourne for me was just the great number number two. It was just Robbie Flower full stop. And we'd have footy clinic or Auskick in the morning as mm-hmm. an example. And then um, we would go to the MCG, the old MCG. So we're talking about the, the rough as guts concrete. You get your six donuts for $3.60. <laughs> which now you're paying $3.60 a donut. Um, you'd go to the ground. You'd be able to have a kick after halftime. And you'd just sit, you'd just sit in the Ponsford stand and you'd watch the Melbourne players run out and you'd just watch Robbie Flower just do his thing up and down the MCC wing. And because that's the position I played when I played a lot of my footy was on the wing and Okay. I probably weighed as much as him when I first started playing senior footy. I think I was like 66 kilos when I started playing senior footy. So, but he was just, he was just immense. Like, so, so tell me about these donuts. Yeah. I don't know, oh. you know because I'm only asking that because I haven't had anything that resembles a donut in, well, let's see, since mid August, I'm down about 38 kilos. Okay. So when so. you come out to Australia, we're, we're going to the footy, right? We're going to the footy. And then we're going to go to the donut van out the front. We're going to get a, a hot, we're going to get a jam donut. So we're talking like a nice, we're, we're talking like a, 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 it's a fried donut, you know, yeah, none of that yeah. oven bake stuff with a shot of raspberry jam in the middle of it. Can't be strawberry, but most of the time it's raspberry coated in the sugar, just covered, just yeah. lightly dusted in sugar. Mm-hmm. And you just walk on a cold winter's day back to the car with your jam donut and you got sugar all down your face. It's all over your clothes. It's all over the seat. Dad cracks it because he has to vacuum the car when we get home. But it's it's just footy. It's just footy. It's yeah. the same as you do that when you're getting out of the ground. You've got your pie in, in the ground as well too. Yep. And that's the thing because it's a winter sport. Not as bad as what we watched in, um, I think it was Buffalo uh, yeah. earlier this season where we're having snow at games where that's oh, yeah. a regular occurrence. Well, we only have snow at one or New England. We only have snow. We've only had snow at one game in Canberra. Yeah. But yeah, it's that that's 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 the memories. And it was also after the game, you'd go out onto the ground, you'd kick the footy. There was no restrictions. Kids mm-hmm. used to run, the siren used to go, everyone would jump the fence, bolt straight to the middle of the ground to see he'd get to the center center circle first. Right. And then his footy's pinging everywhere. And that was the best <laughs> one. That that's 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 what it used to be. Okay. Um, but yeah, Robbie Flower, and then I think the other excitement machine was was Alan Jakovich in his day. I was there with the day he kicked eleven. Wow. Against North and I remember just 
Oh, sorry, 14, I think it was. It was 11 or 14. I always get it mixed up. So I think it might have been 14, but it was just immense. Like, it's it's the excitement. It's just, um, we were going through slim times, especially through the 80s, it was slim. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, good old Robbie, when he passed, I think, yeah, the, the, a little bit of Melbourne died when he, when he, when he unfortunately died. So what can we expect from Lace Out this year? Oh, mate, we've got lots. Of, we've got, um, so we're going to be recording our season previews mm-hmm. over the next few weeks as well too. And as you know, to organise interviews with 18 different uh, podcasters or uh, representatives, et cetera, right, isn't right. exactly the easiest, especially when people don't get back to you on a regular basis. Well, I will, gonna... say, I will say it's a little easier for you since most of them are in a similar time zone. Yeah, exactly right. It, it, it is a bit easier, but then they try and organise things around when you've got karate on or the kids have got something on, etc. That's true. So, that's true. So that, we we always make it work. Um, we'll be doing our two shows a week as per normal, so we'll be going live on eight pm Australian Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page, um, and we'll also be doing our tips on Thursday nights as well too. We okay. started doing that last year. Um, and that was that was received really really well, mm-hmm. just for the fact that we don't know what we're really talking about when it comes to um, tipping. And, and you're t- and you're tipping, namely to say who's winning the game. You're not going yeah. beyond that, you know, based upon nah. some of the things that you've you've mentioned to me that you have coming no up way. on an episode here soon, nah. which we, I'm looking we, forward to listening to. By the way. Oh, thank you. Now we we just literally sit and go, okay, let's have a look at this. All right, yeah. Melbourne versus Essendon. Oh, uh, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Like there's games you might talk about. But there's other games you go, okay, if it was, um, uh, okay, who can we pick? Geelong versus Geelong versus Western Bulldogs. You might go into it a little bit. Hey, look, they were pretty average last week. I, I, I yeah. don't rate them at the moment. The Bulldogs are looking pretty Mickey now, so mm-hmm. I reckon they're a chance. So we'll talk about games if we need to, but there'll be some like, don't waste your time on that one. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> so it's like, it's like our show. Like, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We're just two blokes that just have a bit of a chat. We're going into our fifth season, so that's, yeah. that's even bigger. Like, and I think we just continue with what we've got and we just try and refine it a little bit as well too. And just like I said, have fun. I've actually got stuff on my wall. Usually behind me, I've got a beige wall. All right. And what you can't see everybody is I've got Melbourne premiership stuff behind me. So at least I've got something mm-hmm. to, to highlight my room because Jamie's room looks very professional when he does his. And I just had, I had the bedroom for six months and now yeah. I've got the, I've got the, I'm in the study. So at least I've got something in there. As yeah. A if, I, if I remember correctly, when, uh, when I came on your podcast, you were sitting on the end of your bed, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I was sitting, yeah. I was sitting in the, well, I was in our bedroom because the kids were using this room as a study for school and we had to right, switch, right. switch everything around. But uh, no, we, we're just going to continue the same. We just love, we just love talking about footy. And yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm, we, we, that, that's what it's all about. We started trying to, we started with going into everything a little bit in depth and we thought, you know what? Why don't we just talk about two guys? And then because we do it live mm-hmm. on a Tuesday night, it's the best part. We get the our, our Lace Outlaws or the Outlaws as they'll be known this year because they're the people that join us live. Right. You know, some of the stuff they come up with as we're going through through a show, you've probably heard once in a while, we just pause. And we pause because we're, we're cacking ourselves laughing with the <laughs> banter. But they're not a cracking it at us. They're cracking it at having punch-ons in the chat between right, each other. Right. There's right. nothing funnier. So that's what it's all about. We just want yep. to get as many people to to have a bit of a listen because you know what, there's a lot of, a lot of shows that they really drill down with a stats perspective, or they'll look at it from an analysis perspective. We just, we've got, we've got a, we've got a section where we spin the magnets, where we talk about who's going to get three votes and we play mm-hmm. Andrew Demetrio going three votes. And then we've got, who's going to get dragged, which is the um, Healy off Allingworth on bloody week as piss Ron Barassi on the phone, yeah. mid uh, early 1980s. Like that's what it's all about. It's about having a bit of fun with what we do. And, and from that, we get to talk to people in a completely different country in a absolutely shocking time zone difference. Yes, yeah. But that's that's what it's all about. It's it's connecting with everybody else. And so we'll be running those reviews. We've got some interviews coming out that um, we're, we're really excited about. Um, so it's more of the same, but we, we want to be better. We, okay. we just, like I said, the more people okay. that get to listen to us, it's, it's that's what it's all about. Well, I wanted to I wanted to wrap up today uh, with a few yep. Melbourne-based trivia questions for yeah, you. I knew you, you told me these were coming, and yes. I'm thinking, yes. how far back is he going to go? So, well, well, we'll see. You know, I try, I tried, I, I many of the names <laughs> I recognize. If that helps, some of them I don't necessarily know, but you're not okay. breaking up quite yet here. So, here's the first question, and again, yep. I've not tried to go too obscure here. That's um, all right. Who are the top three goal kickers in D's history? Oh, I'd have to 
Oh, now you've got me. All right. So um, I would say David Neitz. There you go. 631. He's number one. Um, I would go... I was going to say Gary Lyon, but I don't think you'd I don't think you'd be that high. He's fourth. He's fourth. Uh-huh. Somebody had two more than he did. He had 426. Somebody had 428. That's why I jotted his name down because I figured his name I'd would go. I'd, I'd even have a shot at someone like Russell Robertson. Russell Ooh. Robertson is third at 428. Yeah. Yep. And the only other one I could think of would be Fred Fanning. Okay. I can I ask you I, I I'm gonna ask this here. Um yeah. They've named an award they, they've named an award after this guy. Yeah. Norm oh, Smith. Norm, Norm Smith. Yeah. Is he yeah. number two? Yeah, 546. Yeah, he's number two. Oh, there you go. Well, there, <laughs> so he could have had the Coleman medal or the, the best on grammar. Jesus yeah. picked that one from afar. There you go. Now this yeah. was an impressive number right here. Which player for the D's in 2021 had the highest player on ground percentage Ooh. <laughs> i've got a couple in mind first one would be ed langdon no it would either have to be jake lever jake lever 98.98 percent i knew he, i knew it was one of the i knew he, it was he hardly came off the ground oh would you yeah he <laughs> hardly came off the ground and, and just really just touching on this one thing that i've heard with a lot of clubs is like they're pushing their midfielders forward mm-hmm. to try and you know get more people around the contest if you have a look at that melbourne just would just sit jake lever by himself with no one around him and then they look down the field and there's this guy standing there and they're just pinging the ball to him yeah maybe just yeah. think a little bit team but yeah 98 percent in, in our day in our day and time that's, that's um unheard that's of yeah. unheard of all right that was a good one all right who kicked the second most goals for the D's this year or in 2021 behind Bailey Fritch's 59? Okay. I've got Cozzy Pickett. Yeah. With 40. Yep. Cozzy Pickett kicked yep. 40. Yep. Yeah, good one. Yep. That was, and was Tom McDonald third? I only wrote down. Oh, you only wrote down, <laughs> I only wrote down number two. I did I can go, I can pull it up real quick, but uh, I, I, I didn't I, write I, down he, the third one. Yeah. Again, his first three quarters of the season was exceptional and then he had his back issues and it sort of mm-hmm. threw him out a little bit but he seems to be over that which is great okay keep now, coming keep coming these are good okay uh <clears throat> now how many total countries did ben brown run through during all 38 of his scores on goals and behinds this year how many countries did he run through <laughs> <laughs> all right um i reckon he would have covered all of southeast asia he would have gone at least through New Zealand. Um, he wouldn't have gone through WA. Oh, only no, he can't. He, he got to the border and they turned him around. Yeah, they turned him around. Um, he wouldn't have gone to the US. So I reckon he would have gone through probably 15 or 16. Definitely. What? 13 countries. 38. 38 countries. He went through 38 countries. Yes. He ran through 38 countries, all of Southeast Asia. You know, he got to all of them. He got to every country in he Southeast Asia. Yeah, hey, look, yeah, he was he was a mess. And <laughs> like, if you tell me, one of the things that we missed, we we didn't have a forward to really kick to like a power forward. And Tom McDonald, yeah, he was great, but we could mm-hmm. see some things weren't just not right. The way that he finished off that season, and it wasn't more about the goals he was kicking. You have some look at, especially in the the prelim, some of his leads up the ground, the clunking marks. Like I'm. I'm I'm actually, look, I'm not a gambling man, but if I had a, a, a small tenor, I would be thinking of whacking him for the for um, the Coleman this year. Okay, that's, that's I think he's around yeah. about $28 on, that's what I have, but I'm not going to go into it. But right, right. A look, just to sort of see where he was sitting at, because I think that he kicked three years in a row, 60 at, at North. What could he do with a team where you've got Oliver, Petrarca, Pickett, Viney, Harms? Uh, Salem throwing it down your throat on a regular basis. Brace, okay. brace as well. I've Keep them a, coming, Craig. These are good. Got a, got a couple more for you here. Which three men are the only three to win 100 games as a Melbourne senior coach? Neil Danaher. Mm-hmm. He's third. Good. Um, oh, it's not going to be Norm Smith, obviously. There you go. The other one I'd be thinking, there's two. I'd say 
John Northey or Neil Baum? Frank Hughes, 157. Oh, Checker. Forgot. Yeah. How could I forget Checker, Hughes? So you get to a certain point and you forget behind that. So, yeah, but definitely the Reverend. Um, Norm, of course, but I forgot Checker Hughes. Okay, sorry about that, Melbourne supporters. I apologies. Apologies. They'll still, they will still tune in. They still better love me. Yeah. Now, prior to 2021, mm-hmm. when was Melbourne's last finals victory and who did they beat? Oh, 2018. And that was, it was uh, Hawthorne. There you go. And yeah. I was at that game and lost my wallet. <laughs> you, lost, you lost your wallet at the game? I lost my wallet dancing down the stairs at the MCC. And then found it in the Lost and Found. Somebody handed it in at the Lost and Found. Wow. In the MCC. That's pretty yep. cool. And yep. they didn't, you never found out who it was? Yeah, they had their number in there and I rang them and said, thank you very, very much. And next time at the footy, uh, let's catch up and have a beer. And yeah, did you? It was cool. No. Oh. <laughs> Kevin, two, two ships, but there's been a lot of things going on. There's this yeah. thing called COVID. Could happen. <laughs> throwing everything out of whack. But maybe maybe nah. they, li- maybe they li- lived across the street from you. You just didn't know. Oh, no. Uh, trust me. The people across the street don't follow footy. They're more of a ramble. Okay. Now, we're going to go back to the last premiership for the Ds. Yep. Who kicked three goals for the Ds in the 1964 grand final against Collingwood? You're killing me, here. <laughs> oh now you've got me i wasn't even born um hey, i was only a year old then so oh you, you've got me on that one I okay could, i couldn't answer that I john answer townsend oh, oh johnny johnny t too far back too far back okay who was who was the most recent brownlow medalist for the d's oh shame my woden 2000 thank you i uh, i'm glad that you helped me with the pronunciation of that also it's so Woden glad- and any yeah. Santage is at the D's this year. They picked him up as a father son. Okay. So yeah, and he's and he's looking he's looking all right. He's he's starting to find his feet. And the last question, the last mm-hmm. question here. Yep. Of all the players that played over ten games in twenty twenty one, who had the highest disposal efficiency percentage for the club? Christian Salem. No. Ooh. So if it's not Christian Salem, I'd have to go maybe Stephen May. Yep, Stephen May. 80, 84.5%. Yeah, it's a bit of a misleading stat, I would yeah. say. Well, right, right, that, right. Because he gets the ball straight out of full back, and that counts as a kick. Yeah. That never used to count as that never used to count as a kick unless they kicked it to themselves, which is another okay. thing I miss. I miss the anomalies in our game. Yeah. I actually I talked to somebody who's really into stats that I wanna yep. that I'm gonna have on to, to help just explain you know because there's some there's so many different stats in this game that i'm still trying to to master so september rolls around this this is the last thing before we wrap up here what is your end of the year afl headline um oh i think it's just a demolition there you go demolition that's what i I just think i i just think like I said, if you've got to have a, there's a number of factors. You've got to get your off-field right. I've said this before. You've heard it on our podcast. If you get your off-field right, then the odd-field starts to flow in. Our off-field has been stronger than it has mm-hmm. been for many, 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 many years. Over the last few thing. years. They've got that. So they've got that, that right. On-field side of things, there's, there's, there's harmony in the coaching group. There's harmony in the playing group. There's no one saying that they want to leave. They're, they're coming back hungrier than ever. They're setting PBs. I just think that they've gone, you know what? Yes, we want a flag, but we they, oh, we want to win the flag at the G. And yes, they want to mm-hmm. do it for the supporters, but they want to do it for themselves. They want to win right, one right. at the G. And, I, and I, can, I, can, I can definitely see that happening. I'm, there's no one on the decline. And if they've got people on the decline, then they've got people to fill those slots as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just think that they... Uh, is it going to be as one-sided as the final series was this year? Probably not. I think that was once in a blue moon that you'll see something like that. But yeah. I'm quietly confident that any team that they put in front of them this year, they can beat. Okay. And I haven't been able to. And I haven't been able to say that. Even last year, when they had a couple, we, we thought it was the old Melbourne coming back in when they lost a few of those, the Collingwood game, the draw to, the draw to Hawthorne, losing the GWS at the G, like those sort of things. Oh, is, this, is the old Melbourne coming back? No, I think that was just more of a, a training block or a mental hurdle. Every team has it. I think, yeah. I think they know what they yeah. need to do. And they, and they know that they can, uh, from any situation, come back and win. 
Right, right. Because I mean, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and I'm just going back and looking at the uh, mm-hmm. the games from last year, they dropped one. Uh, wasn't it? Fair? Yeah. Uh, didn't they drop yeah, one? They, in lost Adelaide? The, they lost to the Bulldogs. They lost to the Bulldogs. They lost to well, Adelaide, which is yeah. a dodgy free kick that should have been paid. Yeah. Mind you, you're 17 points up or uh, with a couple minutes to go, you should ice the game from there. So you you lose that. So do you. But, you know, they finished up with what seven wins in a row, which you know is what you, know, you need to win that last well, one. Which they just did. ask Jake, just ask Jake Bowie, he hasn't played in the loss yet. Yeah, he played seven <laughs> games, he's a premiership player and hasn't played in the loss. You think, yeah, yeah. this? This is, um, yeah, this is this is easy. Everybody should do it. Yeah, easy. yeah why well, hey, anybody do it? hey, Pep, yes, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, and first of all, is is uh, since you mentioned redheads, is uh, what's uh, Clayton Oliver's hair gonna look like this year? Yeah, he, I know. He could, have, he could have ponytails. He could have dreadlocks. He could have a reverse. Or one mortgage. of each. I don't care. He could have one of each. <laughs> he could have one of each. He, he, he could do. He could do the. Um, he could do the road warrior hawk and do the reverse mohawk. He's just. Ooh, there you go. I like, like that. I, I like. Um, like Petrarca has has the style, the style and the substance. Like he, he's 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 the he's the polish, right? Yeah. But you watch Oliver play. Like, I, I don't know, and I, I was going to ask this question to Jamie when we got back, but since coming on board, has there been a player that has just been so consistent from day dot? Like, he pulled two Brownlow votes in his first game, and that was, a G, mm-hmm. that was against GWS, and I, and I was fortunate enough to be there with my son. That was his first game. Got a photo with him after the game. That's how awesome it was. He's just so consistent, and you, you just look at his... The way he extracts the ball, yes, he was great with hands, etc. But his foot skills now, he's taken that to another level. So it's not just he's bursting out of out of packs and dishing off handballs. He's that game against Adelaide that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Just have a watch of that and how he single handedly when Melbourne weren't playing that well, he single handedly almost won that off his own boot. Right, right. He's a guy I get re- I get genuinely excited for, and yeah, if I I hope he doesn't go anywhere, and I don't think he will. But he's going to, he's a three time, he's a three time best and fairest already. And he's 23. Something like that. Yeah. Right around there. Yep. Gun. Yeah. Absolute yeah. gun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, Peps, thanks for taking time out of your Saturday morning. I appreciate Seriously? it. Seriously? You're, you're number one on the, you're number one with a bullet. When I heard you, when you reached out to me and said, do you want to have a chat about the D's? Crikey. Having a chat with you and also chatting about one of my favorite subjects. It's just, it's everything that I want it to be. So well, I'm, I'm wrapped. I'm wrapped to let, actually, like I said, be on the other side of, yeah. of your spot. For a let me ask you this question then. What would, yep. what would one of your other favorite subjects be? Um, <laughs> my kids. Okay. Uh, my kids. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't, I don't think we necessarily want to talk about your kids on a podcast. I mean, no, that's no, no. pro wrestling. I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, just from, I, just from I don't know anything about wise, that. You don't, you don't have to. It's it's an it's an acquired taste. Um, oh, just all sport in general. Okay, the whole podcasting game and just everything that's been going yeah. on. With that it's just it's always. But you know what? It, it, it everything interests me. Um, golf. Love a bit of golf. I must admit, don't mind having a bit of a, a bit of a hit with the boys. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know, family life. Just everything everything that goes on. It's, it's, sometimes you just need to have somebody to chat to, and having a chat right. to you about this just reinvigorates. Just everything. That's it's awesome. That's what I love about it. Just some, yeah, and, you know, there's people everywhere around the world are going to hear my voice, and they're going to go, you know what? These two, they're, they're all right. I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> I, I might, I might, I might tune into this Lace Out podcast and, and have, a bit of, so. have, a, have a bit of a chat too. But um, yes, nah, it's it's been it's been awesome. Like I said, any time that you give me a buzz and say hey, you want to have a chat, don't even ever hesitate to say no because it's uh, that's that's great to hear. It's a pleasure. That's great to hear. Well, my guest has been uh, Chris Peppers or Peps from the Lace Out Podcast. Chris, thanks so much for coming on today. I appreciate it. And I I, I think that you may be right. Uh, we could see a repeat here. Oh, we know. better because um, the Melbourne the Melbourne winning going back to back, it's, it's how I want my footy. And that's... Yeah. Uh, and and that's, again, uh, you know, and, and I know this you... is the wrong place, but, you know, mm-hmm. I have to ask you, yep. how do you like your footy? Oh, I love it. Lace out. You told me I didn't even know that was coming, you superstar. <laughs> and a huge thank you to Peps from the Lace Out Podcast for being so generous with his time. Uh, Peps, love talking to you, man. You are an absolute joy. 
As I said, you are the best dancing D's supporter out there. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that you can reach me over at my email address, ayankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at yank underscore on, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at ayankonthefooty. And I do hope you'll, you'll sign over, sign up on my email list over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. And if you've got a great story, footy related, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to talk to you. So head over to my website, register as a guest, drop me an email. And I'd love to get connected with you and uh, and talk footy and talk about your views of this great game. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. This journey the last 26 months has been absolutely joyous. I've had so much fun. I've been trading some messages with people thinking that maybe I'd bitten off a little more than I could chew with regards to trying to do 18 preview episodes but we're getting through these. I hope you're enjoying them. I'm having a lot of fun talking with people and learning new things about these clubs and just learning about people that I have not uh, had the chance to encounter before. And I've got some great interviews coming up. I've got three new ones that I'm going to be doing this weekend, and I've got a couple more that I'll be setting up after that. And, folks, we're just a couple of weeks away from the season starting. The women's comp is going like gangbusters. We've got two rounds left, and it's it's, ex- it's exciting as hell. And I can't wait to see what happens there. My cats will not be playing finals, but I am very excited about where they are right now. They keep performing at a better and better level week in and week out, and, and I'm excited about 2023 and seeing what the hoops bring to the AFLW side. So, folks, I do hope that you'll consider sharing a link with this episode or your favorite episode or just a link to the podcast itself and say, hey, here's this crazy American that's uh, talking about our game here, and you might want to check him out. And, folks, thank you for those continued kind words. Tony Davis, I'm talking to you, sir. The message that you sent to me tonight on Twitter, one of the kindest things somebody has ever said to me. I truly appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 138 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. Check out the website, ayankonthefooty.com, and get signed up on that mailing list so I can get those episodes out to you as soon as they become available. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care, be safe. West Australia, congratulations on opening back up. That's fantastic news. I'll talk to you soon, folks. Goodbye.